Mechanical clot retrieval in acute stroke doesn't harm patients and can successfully reopen large vessels inside the brain. In the late-breaking abstract session, the conference here in San Francisco heard the final results from the multi-mercy trial, which proved safety of a new type of thrombectomy catheter. I spoke to Wade Smith about his findings. I have been involved in a study with a number of investigators um, to look at whether or not opening a cerebral vessel can be done safely and efficaciously with a, a new device called a thrombectomy catheter. This is a device that actually goes in through the groin, tracked, is tracked up into the brain arteries, and the vessels are opened up by pulling the clot physically out of the body. It's kind of a plumber's approach to acute ischemic stroke, if you will. Um, but the, the reason why this needed to be investigated is that we know that our other techniques for opening blood vessels may not be as helpful. For example, intravenous TPA, a drug that we use to dissolve blood clots, um, doesn't really open up large vessels inside the brain that have to be occluded. And by large vessel, I mean big vessels like the middle cerebral artery, the internal carotid, the basilar artery. So we know that if those cases go untreated, the mortality is extremely high for that type of stroke. And we know that TPA doesn't work terribly well for that. So it's led us to investigate whether just simple mechanical means to remove the clot would work. Tell us a bit about the device you've been testing. They're called the Mercy MERCI devices. There's an X5, X6, and now an L5, and I guess there's a fourth called the Mini-K. They are nitinol wired-based devices. Nitinol is a metal alloy that has a phenomenon called memory to it. You can shape it in any form, and then you can deform it, and it will reform to that shape. So it's kind of like a very good spring, for example. It is annealed at a high temperature and takes the shape of a corkscrew, effectively a tapered uh, corkscrew. Then you can draw that back into a catheter linearly, introduce the catheter through the clot, and then push this device beyond the clot to ensnare it. And so it's a way of simply engaging the clot. The newer device that we tested in the multi-mercy trial has a bunch of monofilaments on it that are, in addition to this helix of uh, wire, um, are placed there to try to better ensnare the clot so we can get a good grip on it to pull it out. And does it work? Um, we uh, showed that we can get vessels open uh, about 69% of the time with a combination of the device and any other intraarterial drug to follow. Um, and that, we believe, is better than the natural history of the disease, where vessels probably open up spontaneously no more than 20%. Is it safe to use? Safety was measured a number of ways. One was how many complications occurred during the progress of the procedure, including things of whether we actually tore a vessel or perforated a vessel. That happened overall 5.5% uh, of the time, which is lower than our previous trial, uh, the Mercy trial. So the complication rate that we would quote a patient is around 6% for anything that would be significant, and for the outcome, hopefully, of opening vessels, about 7 out of, uh, out of 10 times. How near is this um, treatment uh, to becoming a, a recognized treatment for these types of stroke? Well, after the Mercy trial was published and, uh, and even before that when data was presented to the FDA, those devices were cleared for use in the United States. Um, they also are cleared for use in Europe. Uh, the manufacturer of the devices has been marketing those throughout the United States primarily, and many labs now are using them uh, when they have stroke patients come to the lab. Uh, I don't know the numbers of how many centers are up and running and how many people are using it, but uh, it 
is surprising that the number of cases that actually are eligible for this are higher than I had originally thought. And it may be as high as 25% of all stroke actually could potentially be eligible for this type of treatment. So are you planning any, other f any further studies? We have uh, a wonderful data set now where we can combine the two trial data together, and that gives us um, nearly 400 patients of which we can look at outcomes versus recanalization and safety issues. It also gives us a tremendous amount of opportunity to publish on the significance of what we mean by intracranial hemorrhage and other scientific issues that I think are relevant. Um, what we're most excited about, though, is going into randomized data. Uh, there are two trials ongoing, the MR Rescue Study, and then another one called the IMS3 trial, which is an NIH-funded uh, trial as well. And that trial seeks to look at the question of how does IVTPA alone compare to going to the cath lab. And that, I think, will be exciting because we'll be able to really tell patients if we give you IVTPA, here's your outcome. If we take you to the cath lab with IVTPA, here's your outcome. And that's getting much more at the question of efficacy that we need to answer. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wade Smith at the University of California in San Francisco, speaking to me at the International Stroke Conference, being held here in San Francisco. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Helen Morant.